When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Studios in Dublin. Welcome to Motherfucker, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dark Crochet. This is a two-part show today, and in the first part, we're going to be looking specifically at words from Ireland part. I'm going to be talking with Jody Coogan about some hyperno-English words, specifically Munster slang, and we're going to talk about whether these words come from Irish or not, or if there's a different origin and topics of that nature. After the break, we will be then talking to some of our regular contributors about the Irish oral and irregular verbs. Hope you'll join us. One of the Irish words that I got a lot of queries about, a lot of resistance to my definition, was some time back I said that there is no Irish word for Egypt. And technically this is true. My view is that, yes, while we have Amadons and, and so forth and many other words for fools, Egypt is specifically a formation of idiot phoneticized the way we pronounce it here with that, that soft g that kind of the egit and similarly the reason i say that it doesn't directly translate to a word like amadon is if you had a word like if you're translating from another language say russian like the uh the Dostoevsky novel the idiot if you translate that as the egit people that would just would not be correct so it exists in a kind of a the word egit exists in a specific place in hyperno english that doesn't exactly touch the irish language but is very uniquely Irish. I'm joined today by uh, Jody Coogan. Jody is doing a PhD in Queens in medieval Irish. In addition to his academic qualifications, he's here in today's capacity as a Corkman. And we are going to talk about certain points of Cork slang. Do the words come from Irish or have they come from somewhere else in the experience of speaking English in Ireland? So, Jody, tell me this. The word gowl, on a scale of 1 to 10, where one is silly billy and ten is the C word. How rude is gal? You're moving up the scale there, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, at least eight, I think. At least an it's eight. It's strong. It's a strong one. So your ma wouldn't say it? Not not lightly. Your dad wouldn't say it? bit lighter, maybe. but <laughs> <laughs> A little bit more frequently, maybe. Yeah, but uh, it is it's strong, definitely. Mm-hmm. Would you say that gal is a word that's always been there? It's not like a recent arrival. No, I suppose kind of the opposite. I would hear it less. It's something more of, I would say, my parents' generation, a bit more. Mm. I suppose there's a geographical thing as well, depending where, mm. you know, I, 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 you'd probably hear it more in the city centre. My mum is from Ballinlock, 
and um, so some cousins down Cork and the the impression I got that was ever since the arrival Mm -hmm. of Cork characters and gift grub and certain certain basically cultural appropriation of Cork idioms by the rest of the country has made has made some Cork people abandon some of these expressions particularly gowl and langer yeah and they are two very good examples because I I think yeah, even you saying that, I don't know if I realise that, but I probably do it. It does become a bit of a caricature, and so you avoid it a bit. You know, yes. if I say Langer, I'm very aware of it. Like you know, it is always tongue in cheek. Uh, yes. Gowl maybe a little bit less so. Definitely, well, you know, the Langer song, mm. like you know, it becomes a joke. You know? That's right. We may even have a clip of that. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, for me, I think that's a, I mean, I was aware of Langer. I think possibly that Langer did increase in use when Bernard Langer became well known as a golfer. Yeah. And it's possible that that may have just brought attention to it, but clearly it predated him. Yeah. Specifically with Gowl now, Gowl is, there is a debate about the actual um, origin of Gowl. Yeah. In fact, and this is one of these situations where um, it's very interesting to a linguist because. Absolutely. um, When you have two possible strong candidates yeah. we, we, like you have to work out which one makes more sense so the two um yeah the two um the two purported origins of gowl are yeah so gobble i suppose gowl mm. which we yeah, mean a gobble. fork but also a crotch crotch indeed yeah or then gowl g-a-l-l meaning foreigner, a foreigner basically yeah. yes so this is the thing that some people say a that it was the word gaul was basically used because foreigners were maybe silly weren't weren't acquainted with the local traditions and then gaul the other expression would obviously mean less usually a crotch a vagina yeah it was a general term and i think this is probably a stronger has a stronger claim because gaul does is actually slang for a vagina as well as being slang for yeah. an idiot that's that's yeah that's a really good point it's funny that i mean because you 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 still see gaul meaning fork obviously in signage in its primary meaning gaul benager yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, and it's uh, I, as far as i could be wrong though but it's a river somewhere and it's feminine but generally it's a uh, it's masculine as far as I'm, which i suppose is just the whole thing to do with rivers this is the thing this is uh, there's um yes there's there's language gender and there's also a gender That's gender right, so it's uh, one yeah, of these funny things are right the latter one there yeah I think it's a good point to make about yeah it it probably that's the stronger candidate for and also there's the, also the issue that sometimes when a word actually has two possible uses or that sometimes the second when a secondary use comes along it actually reinforces use of the word so it actually it doesn't necessarily mean that gall is absolutely wrong it just means that uh, it has two origins and or it has an, an origin and the secondary meaning I guess supplements yeah. things yeah uh, you do come across that as well with earlier stages of the language you'll get two, two or more maybe good candidates for the origin mm. of a word maybe in English, you know, and it's, it can be hard to decide. For sure. And there's another, obviously, the other very popular, um, well-known Cork expression is Langer. Yeah. And the, the story we've heard in school is tip, mostly is that because, and the, first of all, should we mention that like, Langer is very uniquely Cork, say that there's some expressions that I think Gowl has goes sometimes a bit beyond as more of a monster. Yeah, and then yeah. you hear it, and say sometimes you'd hear. Sometimes cities have their own particular points, like say, "kid" isn't a uniquely 
no. Limerick expression, but is used far more in Limerick than anywhere else. Yeah, so, and yeah. dead on isn't uniquely Belfast, but it's used far more in Belfast absolutely, than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Langer, it's there's an argument to say that because it's so local, there's it must be linked to Cork's unique history and yeah. particularly the Royal Munster Fusiliers. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about them and? Yeah, well, to. so uh, and this is something that I originally learned from following your own Twitter account. So it's <laughs> to do with the monkeys. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. So uh, the Langer monkeys, when they were in India, apparently were stealing equipment and just yeah. generally behaving in an inappropriate and uncooperative <laughs> manner. <laughs> Which is a beautiful history. Like if that is actually the origin, you know, I'm picking up use of that word. Uh, I, I'm going to double mm. my usage from now on if that's uh, if absolutely that's the origin. And then, and then similar as an opposite term to gaul, langer is also used very specifically to refer to a penis. Yes. As well as a person who has penis-like qualities. Yeah, yeah. Who is a bit of a penis. A bit of a bit, yeah, exactly, yeah. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and sometimes people say that this is because the langer monkey has a long tail. Yeah, yeah. But there's no actual, <laughs> <laughs> we have no factual basis for this. Yeah, yeah. Other than wishful thinking. I sense a research grant application coming on. I'd Absolutely, say. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, especially in Queens with a lot of free money you guys are getting yeah, from, yeah, from exactly, the yeah, yeah, Westminster yeah. now. Yeah, have to cash in on that, yes. Absolutely. Um, just on a point you made earlier, though, I did see uh, Robert Bandits, maybe a bit tongue-in-cheek, but they did at some stage either tweet or put it up on Facebook that uh, they said, oh, Langer is used in Limerick as well, apparently, and I never knew that. Like, So mm. it seems that could be quite a recent thing then, like just... Yes. Yeah. It, I think possibly, I mean, there's been an influx of Cork people into Limerick ever since the foundation of UL. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure we can, we can track it directly uh, to yeah, the 1980s. Yeah, true enough, true enough, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. But then I was doing some more research myself on the Langer issue, and while I don't have a smoking gun, we're not going to have a massive revelation today, but what I have discovered is some, some sound-alikes, which is basically that. It occurred to me that normally, say, if someone's annoying, and, they're an, and you have a word to describe annoying people. And typically we have we have dicks, we have pricks, we have sh- um, schmucks, we have all these words for people in different languages which do basically yeah. have their origins in what's a word for a penis. Yeah. And say, I think schmuck it was originally kind of a protruding, uh, was a protruding piece of jewellery, yeah. which became then slang for penis, which then became slang for person who was like a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then similarly, I thought that my theory was that based on my particular theory of language, a word that means a genital and an idiot usually means a genital first yeah and doesn't go backwards it tends to go in that that sense the physical thing something that something that looks like a willy yeah willy then person who's like a willy yeah so in that sense what i found is there is a word in irish not a widely used word in irish is longer which means something swinging from side to side that's really good like you know (laughs) (laughs) that is really good and then long is because obviously of Cork's unique maritime history as yeah. a ship or a vessel containing things. Yeah. And it's and I mean adding an ER at the end yeah. wouldn't isn't inconceivable in the way that forms normally happen. So it's That's true, yeah. For if something was to be uniquely Cork, it is possible that there is it's not inconceivable that we have a word for something that swings around being a swing word for Willie and, and words for ships, particularly containing ships. Yeah. It's not inc- it's not out of the realms of possibility that something like that can happen in a maritime town. That's quite true, yeah. yeah. Mm. And are there any other, say, obviously I'm, I am from Dublin and, and while I do have Cork cousins, is there a possibility, there, are there Cork, Cork slang words that haven't actually broken out yet or do you not want to share them? Yeah, I, I keep an eye out for this, like, and that's the thing, you don't, you don't hear it too often. It does depend where 
you mm. are like there's obviously like kind of throwaway phrases like doubt you doubt you chalk it down <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but again, they mightn't. They could be monster. They could be even wider. You know, but uh, it, it, I think you see it less and less. You know, really distinctly. But I have a. Here's the other question. I mean, and this used to, I used to, we used to um, not get our heads around this. Sometimes core people just have to be different. And why do you just call it grads and everyone else calls it Debs? The Debs, your final dance in school. It's a good one, though. Yeah, grads. I th- I think that's there's a bit of internal disagreement about that though because now mm-hmm. at the stage you'll get some schools calling them dibs I mean I think historically grads, historically it was grads and Cork and historically dibs grads and I, I, it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if actually if Cork actually had grad balls before the rest of the country had dibs balls because yeah. of the um, I guess the merchant tradition but as long as there, I have seen some schools in Dublin start referring to it as their prom yeah, no, that's no, just that's a step just, too far yeah. no. I wouldn't go <laughs> I'd stay at home that night. Absolutely. You couldn't. Um, make a stand. I wouldn't go to any prom. Can you imagine a prom? I mean, like, it's, I know it's the, um, it's the classic end of, end of a movie. Yeah. Know, where, where someone kind of runs into the prom and makes a big dramatic entrance, but it's like, yeah. it's a debutante's ball, yeah. a graduation ball. Yeah. And is it true that it's grads for girls' schools and deb, and does it work schools? Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. I think, I think we've all learned something today. Yeah. A wealth of knowledge <laughs> about all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah. If there are any local Irish expressions or even widespread Irish expressions that you have heard that surprise you, and you want to know if they have um, their origins in the Irish language or not, please do message the show. You can message the Irish Forum. You can contact us on the Facebook page, and you can let us know your thoughts. If you have a theory of, about the origin of Langer. We'd like to hear it. If you have found, have found the secret manuscript that Michael Collins is carrying that day, <laughs> which contains the origin of the word Langer, we want to see it. Please, yeah, absolutely. 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 Hopefully it wasn't damaged that day. Yeah, you'd be surprised now what, what survives. Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. And so, Jody, thank you very much. Thanks a million. Cheers. Great stuff. Thank you, Jody. After the break, we're going to be moving away from these rude, monstrous swear words. We're having a round-table discussion with some of the regular contributors about regular verbs and the Irish oral examination. Hello, my name is Alison Spindle. I'm a podcaster, podcaster, yeah. That's the, okay, that's the one. We got it? <laughs> hi, wait there. Hi, my name is, a- hi, hello. I don't know why I'm sounding American. Hi, I'm Alison Spittle. This is my actual accent. I present the Alison Spittle Show. You can hear that every Wednesday on the... Every... Not every Wednesday. Don't don't be too keen. You can hear that every second Wednesday on the uh, Headstuff Podcast Network, which you can hear on headstuff.org. Thank you. A regular verb. A regular verb is a verb that follows normal, regular, if you will, rules that if you've never seen it before, you can work out just from looking at it what it is in the past, what it is in the present, what it is in the future, and so on. Not all verbs are like this. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the ones that are irregular. It won't be as scary as you think. And I'm joined today by... I'm Gerardine McAvoy. I'm Ala Majekadumi. I'm Claudia McGinley. Fulcher Rash, Claudia, by the way. Oh, girl, me and a mug with the Yara. You're up to your eyes in study recently. College was killing me slowly, yeah. Ouch. It was real fun. Real, real fun. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> what kind of stuff were you up to there? I was doing my final year dissertation on handedness and language learning, which I mentioned when I was on the Mother Folklore Twitter. So, Excellent. You all know what it is. 
Handedness. Anyway. Handedness, like right and left hand. Of course. And so and was this inspired by your own left handedness? No, it actually wasn't. It was just kind of random. Like I wanted to find something interesting to do. And then I found that ambidexterity is linked with much more successful language learning. So if you can train yourself to write with both hands, then you're not, you'll learn a language much better. Fantastic. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, that actually is. Even irregular verbs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today we're just going to have a little look at irregular verbs in general, but mainly in Irish and just, you know, and uh, see where it takes us. You know, because I mentioned before in the podcast that French is over 350 regular verbs. English is 370 or more. But Irish only has 11. Mm. Whoa. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> um, I think it's important to remember, though, as well, that some of the verbs that are irregular in a lot of languages, like to have, mm-hmm. we don't formulate it as a verb in Irish. So we use mm-hmm. the urum, earth, er, eri, that one that you were forced to learn as a child, which a lot of you may still have. That's um, a, mm-hmm. So that they're like common irregular verbs. And to, um, you know, so we don't formulate that as a verb. So um, there's one, at least we could have 12, but we only have 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's still nice and low. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my teacher going on about like, Free here in Navarrete in school, and I just never really copped on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do kind of pick them up though naturally. Like I mean, you always mm-hmm. know, you know, B is tall. Like you just you know that instantaneously mm-hmm. from the first time that you learn Irish. So the earlier you learn them, the better. I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. grinds at the minute with some students, and I know the first thing I'll say when we do the class on irregular verbs is you likely know all of these already but you just don't realise it because they're so common yeah, that's like, the thing. Yeah. They're, all, they're always the ones in most languages that they're the same it's always I am I go I hmm. come I those kind of ones the ones that you use in yeah. like everyday speech those are the ones specifically I imagine that might be a fact that they detach themselves from normal verb patterns because they get used so often yeah. whereas you need to have a standard form for verbs you hardly ever use exactly and I find that's probably the way with newer verbs as well like mm-hmm. the verb to google is is a regular verb I, I'd imagine I think it is it is regular I, right yeah. I google yeah. I googled I will google yeah mm-hmm. it's regular <laughs> um, but mo- like newer verbs verbs that we create in in modern era tend to be regular um uh I text is one I it's because people sometimes say I text it, but I would always say I text in the past mm. tense, so I don't mm. put the ed on the end of it. But I think that's the I don't know what the mm. proper form is, mm. but yeah, most most newer verbs go with a regular form. So yeah, and if I know that to do and to be are are irregular in every language, is what I've been told. Mm. I believe that allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to message in saying, "Well, actually, I do, I, I do it a bit to Catalan myself. I mean, it's not that way in Catalan." Specifically Catalan. Yes. <laughs> I just been thinking, been thinking about Catalan all day because um, someone was using, it was tweeting uh, in Irish and the Twitter did suggest to translate from Catalan even though there's no Catalan words in it. I can understand if Urum meant something in um, mm. Mm. but not to my yeah. I'm slightly upset that Twitter speaks Catalan and not Irish. Like what? Yeah. Why not minority <laughs> language? Not that <laughs> there's true. anything wrong with Catalan but like, yeah, you know, Irish is pretty popular too, you know. Seriously Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pop on. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> 
Because to be fair, even Facebook have Irish as well. So yeah. you would think that Twitter would cop on. But, yeah. And they have Twitter have their headquarters somewhere, don't they? Well, we're, no, maybe not Ireland. I think it's because, it's, I think Twitter themselves are using external service yeah, for, because I think language recognition and language translation are, are two different I features. think, like you don't know, like <laughs> <laughs> we just spoke to Theresa Lynn about this, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Credit her for that information, okay. Dara. No, I was lucky enough yet to talk to Theresa Lynn mm. and, uh, and who enlightened me in a number of the topics, including that one. <laughs> but yeah, typically in Irish, the past tense is actually very simple, and it's it's one of the easiest past tenses in any language. In that you just stick a little shavu and you stick that little h in. Some verbs are regular because they're past tense formed in a different way, and some verbs are regular because they're future tense formed in a different way. Mm. For example, an example of that would be um, "fig" to get um, is four in the past tense. Yeah. And it's actually yoig in the future tense. Um, but eh to eat is only irregular in the future tense. So it's de in the past tense and eisig in the future tense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the least irregular verbs, if I can say that. But uh, the rest of the verbs kind of have variances in other tenses. But eh is probably the most regular of, of the irregular verbs. Um, but yeah. all of them are pretty, like, they're irregular, but they're hand, like they're fine. You, they've 11, yeah. like, you don't have that many to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you learn the three core tenses... You have all of the other tenses, really, if you just know how to do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like people do complain about different parts of Irish, but irregulars tend to not be the one you hear people grousing about much compared to another ver- <laughs> verb construction we could all mention. <laughs> we could mention <laughs> if. The devil. <laughs> the devil incarnate. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the, I think people mm. tend not to be as, like, people get upset about a lot of things in Irish, but I don't mm. think it's the irregular verbs so much. Yeah, maybe mm. because there's only a level of them. Yeah, so. and that you use them so often. Yeah, you know, mm. people of, just don't realise, like you were yeah. saying. Like mm. in English, you don't realise it's an irregular verb until mm. you're like, wow, that's actually mm. really irregular. English is crazy. English is crazy, and so particularly the future tense, just adding a different verb to it. Yeah, right. uh, crazy. We're just going to go over all 11 and just so you have it all for reference. And so if you're, I know the orals are coming up, don't use this to, re- <laughs> to practice for your orals. Use this, use this to relax after studying. Don't use this to study. Okay. The first one, obviously, is B. So that's V and V May in the past tense, and Tom and Neelam and Beg May in the future tense. The second one is feck, meaning to see, not the swear word, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. In the past tense, it is onvakatu. You can say honikme ni akame. Present tense, onvakantu, fekum ni akum feki. And onvekitu ni akime in the future. The third one is onyakitu. And you could say kuigme ni yakime. And ondaintu, teum ni heum, or rakime. And then on Rocky 2, me Rocky May. Or Rig if you're from Munster. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> to squeeze that in there. Of course. Um, then we have uh, Dane, which is to do or to make. Uh, we don't distinguish in, in uh, Irish. It's Rinna or Yin if you're from Munster. On Yarna, Ni Yarna is the question in the past tense. And then in the present tense, it's Danem, Ni Yanem, or On to. And in the future tense, An Yinfuk to Ni and Dain of me. And that's so that's only regular in the past tense. There you go. Nice and easy. <laughs> so then the next one is to say, which is To say Aber. And in the past tense you can have on nert to dirt me, ni dirt me. In the present you can have on near to Derem ni derem 
and on the future chance on Nyerhitu, Jerhime Niderfne. And Aber is, as we all know, the website for pronouncing Irish words made by Trinity. Our.tcd.ie. Good old trainers. Good old trainers. <laughs> Apparently, Trinity College is for successful people, but if only they could come up with a quick way to say that. Wow. Trainers for winners, yeah. Aye. I know. <laughs> but yes, I, I'll, I'll never out. know. They, they let me in as a guest speaker once, but they never would never oh. let me in as a student. <laughs> if you ask nicely. <laughs> so the next one is tar. Uh, that's come in English. Then. Past tense is Erhonic to, Holic May, or Nihonic May. And then present tense is Undongin to, Togum, Nihagum. And then future tense is Unshoki to, Chucky May, Nihoki May. Um, Thor is an excellent to bring. So in the past tense, it's Hog, um, Hog May, Nir Hog May, or an Er Hog to. Um, that's the question form. In the present tense, it's. Um, uh, togen, so uh, togem or nihogem, and then in the future tense, torhig, torhig may, nihorhig may, and er, andorhig may, or andorhig too. Hug may looks like thug, and that's <laughs> the famous one, uh, the thug life, thug may, thug too. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hug. So bear, catching, like would be, uh, so rug may, and, or near, near rug may, in the past tense, barum or niverum, and Bearagme or Nivaragme for catching. I know, yeah, obviously, that's, um, that's mostly, it's in, it's in its most irregular in the past tense where you have a rug, which seems completely unrelated. Mm. <laughs> and then? And then the last one that we have is Klesh, meaning to hear. You can have Erhulatu, Hulame, near Hulame in the past tense. Present tense, Unglishantu, Klisham, Ni Klisham. And the future tense, Unglishitu, Klishime, Ni Klishime. And there you have it. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's and it. Regular verbs done. <laughs> regular verbs done. So obviously, I mean, we do know that there will be some people listening who might have an oral exam coming up. And as you were all spectacular Irish students who, <laughs> who's, who's an incredible <laughs> skill at the Irish language and the Leaving Cert has, and you have a more recent memory of the Leaving Cert than I do. What advice would you give to people going forward to this? I would give the advice that out of the seven Leaving Cert subjects I did, Irish was one I didn't count for my, you know, you count six subjects. So I didn't count Irish. And uh, I uh, still studied Irish in college, still translated. So relax, it's going to be grand. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ola? Yeah, I would literally just say, like, just go in there, do your best, just just talk, like, forget about, like, obsessing over grammar, like, just talk and do your best and mm-hmm. yeah, just go for it. <laughs> How about you, Chloe? Definitely learn the traffic tour, definitely, because if you mess up straight away, then you're going to feel unconfident, or that may not be a word, but you may be locked in <laughs> confidence for the rest of the exam. That's what I did, and I completely messed up my oral, fun fact. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but. no. But, but here you were. I persevered. Yeah. I got my A2. So there you go. Hey. Fun fact <laughs> about my Irish oral. So like before we did our oral, we um we all were in our like assembly hall. It was like a PE hall. It's not an assembly hall. Mm-hmm. And the oral examiner came in to like greet us all and say hello and wish us all well. And they had like warned us in advance and they do like don't wear anything on your uniform that they might ask questions about. <laughs> so like we knew that like, not to do that. And this guy rocked in and I was like, oh my God, I know him. So I'd been to Kalosh Lurgan for two years and he was the principal both years. And I knew him from there and he kind of knew me. So I was like down the back, like trying to wave at him. 
And like the next day was my Irish oral exam and I had like one colostal Lurgan pin and I was like, I don't care, I'm wearing that pin. So I like rocked in and I was the only one out of like however many 60 students wearing anything in the uniform. So obviously he was going to ask and he spotted the pin and he was like, oh, I know you do. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you do. Mm. I was delighted with myself. I was like the luckiest student. And in saying that, still didn't go on to get enough points that it, it mattered. But still, I, I rocked my oral. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found the oral quite fun. Like, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really yeah. fun. <laughs> we had a non-uniform day mm. on my oral. So oh. obviously that oh. left plenty of room for them to ask, you know, oh, what made you choose to wear that? And what was a non-uniform day for? And, you know, oh, yeah. if you didn't mm. learn the word for charity beforehand which escapes me now even <laughs> mortifying and I'm guessing you went in dress as Lady Gaga as usual yeah oh of course yeah of course I wore my yeah no my my meat dress yeah, yeah. sorry vegans <laughs> a vegan of course being a, a vegetarian is a fuel shan to but, uh, but I think a uh, vegan is a, a vegan yeah because it's a a vegan comes from the start of vegetarian and the end of vegetarian so that's where so pure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. it works in Irish. So it's mm. because it's. I mean, all words are constructed, but because it's made up kind of in that way, mm-hmm. then perhaps it was considered not to be mm. uh, translatable. I remember when uh, when River Phoenix was becoming famous, nobody knew what a vegan was, and when he said he was a vegan, <laughs> people thought about he's from Las Vegas. <laughs> I know we talk about raising awareness now, but that mm. was one of the one of the earliest examples in my memory of um, someone coming along and introducing people to a word they just had not heard of before. <laughs> But yeah, that was that. And finally, so I say, yes, if you are getting that, if you stumble in your oral, um, you can, <laughs> I would, yeah, have have a story to say, oh, like, <laughs> oh yeah, and then get back in just about getting confused and find. You, I know that some people do. Act, an actor told me that when you have an audition and you mess it up, then to have a backup story about being bitten by a dog or something. <laughs> and they say, oh, sorry about that. I was bitten by a dog. So if you um, if you can throw in a story like that, but don't. No, just do the homework <laughs> that your teachers told you to do. Do that. My foolproof mm. advice for my students before they sit their oral exam is: if they don't understand the question, you say. Uh, I didn't hear the question. Can you repeat it? And that's code that all of the examiners know for. I didn't understand that question. Mm-hmm. Ask another. So, yeah, make sure you, you have that in your back pocket as well. Yeah. In your back poker. Yeah. Just for in case you need it. <laughs> but it should be grand. It'll be fine. Leaving cert is fine. It'll pass. If they ask you a question, go, chance. <laughs> <laughs> that gets oh, you out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> or Anna. Just go with Anna. Anna. <laughs> So, Anna and Chance. Those are our two hot oral tips. I remember actually my oral examiner just kept on like rolling her eyes at me when I was talking. What? Yeah, and she kept on saying Tassam, Tassam, Tassam. Like, I don't know, it just felt like she got sick of me. It's really passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I hate that's like when you're in a job interview and they just start scribbling. It's like, yeah, but your oral examiner is just paid to be yeah, there to listen exactly, to you. Yeah. <laughs> During my oral, my examiner asked what I wanted to study in college and I said Irish. And this was after, like the aftermath of like me completely messing up the whole <laughs> Irish oral. And she just goes, mm, okay, right, really. Chance. Really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if you do have an interesting story about your oral or if you know, if you want to tell us afterwards, please do contact us on Twitter at motherfucklore at the Irish Four, And, you know, there's... um. Uh, misery loves company and yeah. we'd love to hear about it and you'll probably find that when we share some of these stories that you realize yeah. you're not the only one and that there's you know um there's comfort in numbers
Yeah, and if you have any irregular verb questions as well, please direct them all exclusively at Derek. He loves yes. <laughs> exactly my bag. So, on that note, it's a slon for me. And a slon for me. And a slon for me. And a slon for me. We'll catch you next time. Just to clarify, when we say oral stories, we are obviously referring to the uh, Leaving Cert oral examination. <laughs> Not, I mean, I don't know what else you could possibly be referring to, but don't <laughs> refer to it here. Yeah, we can, you can talk to us about your French oral exam also. I mean, I don't discriminate between languages and oral mm-hmm. exams. Um, but yeah, that's all. I don't want anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, but before I wrap, wrap up, I want to say, you know, it would be really cool if you could rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you very much to Brian for producing, as always. Thanks so much to Kirsten for the art. Uh, Mother Folklore comes out every Friday. Um, if you want to contact us or email the show, please do. Um, what is our email address? It's motherfolklore at headstuff.org. Yeah, email us there. So anyway, on that note, we shall see you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Is that alright? Should you play it back or?